Are you ready to head down the path to an abundant retirement? We're tackling the topics of the mind of the modern retiree. Here on Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. And now your host, Carol Dewey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Navigating Abundant Retirement Radio. I am your host, Carol Dewey, and today's topic is something you've all probably heard about, although you might not know all of the details. It's a Roth conversion. I'll explain more about how it works in just a few minutes, but I want to let you know some of the potential benefits right off the bat. Keep in mind that, like everything, a Roth conversion is not going to be a good solution for everyone. It will depend on your specific circumstances, and we'll talk about more about that in a bit as well. If it is right for you, though, it can provide what might be the holy grail of retirement, tax-free income with the flexibility of no required minimum distribution. So let's dive into our topic today. How many of you listening here have or did have a 401k? I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that majority of you put money away in some kind of traditional retirement account. Either way, you probably are familiar with 401ks or 403bs, 457s, and how they work. The key point are that the money comes out of your paycheck pre-tax, gets invested, and it grows tax-free until you take it out. Now, some employers also provide a match, which is like free money. IRAs aren't generally employer-based plans, but they do provide a similar pre-tax benefit. Other tax-free retirement accounts include traditional IRA, SEP IRA, SARSEP, IRA, 401k, 403b, 457b, and simple IRAs, to name a few. So let's discuss an example of how it works when you contribute. So when you contribute to a 401k or similar pre-tax account, you get the pre-tax benefit. So Even though you contribute, let's say $5,000, your paycheck is reduced by only $3,750, assuming a 25% tax uh, rate instead of the $5,000. That money goes into your 401k, where it stays incurring no taxes until you withdraw it. This same principle applies to an IRA, although an IRA isn't generally an employer-sponsored plan, and there are different rules you still get the pre-tax benefits. This is a simplified example, but that doesn't show other deductions like Social Security, Medicare taxes, and all those other things that come out of your paychecks. It's just to illustrate the point that because you're not paying taxes on this money up front, you're able to save more, in this case, $5,000, than you're actually seen taking out of your paycheck, which again, in this same case, is $3,750. Of course, taxes aren't deferred forever. When you take distributions from your traditional pre-tax retirement account, the money you withdraw is taxed as ordinary income. In our example, by the time you begin to take distributions from your 401k, your account may have grown to $100,000. So in this example, where your 401k has $100,000 and you want to withdraw $5,000, at that time, you have to pay your taxes, and let's assume you're at the twenty, still at the 25% tax rate. That would be less $1,250, so then you would actually receive $3,750. 
So you can see that essentially a pre-tax deduction means you are not avoiding the taxes, you are simply delaying the taxes. So the pre-tax contributions and the tax-free growth are good things about traditional retirement accounts. And if you have a 401k or something similar, you might also get an employer match. But there are also some downsides. Can you think of an example of one of the downsides? Well, how about your money is locked up, taxes and penalties for withdrawals before age 59 and a half. Withdrawals are required at age 73 and withdrawals are taxed as ordinary income. So if your money is locked up, if you have an emergency fund and need the money, you're going to get hit with taxes and 10% penalty, assuming you're under age 59 and a half. There are some exceptions to this rule, like certain hardships or using the money for your first house, but generally you will pay a penalty. And it's really important to note that penalty-free does not mean tax-free. You'll still have to pay income taxes on this money when you take it out of your account. Second thing that might be considered a downside is that you will have to take distributions out of this account and pay taxes on them. That is that required minimum distribution regardless of whether you need the money. Now, the government has increased the age of these required minimum distributions on when they need to start over the last few years. So some of you might have started these at age 70 and a half. Others will have to start at age 72 or have started at age 72, or the new age is going to be 73. Regardless, the point is that you have less control over this money than you otherwise would. And then finally, you would have to, um, you would want to, what I would count as a downside is the taxes. I see a lot of people who have all or almost all of their retirement money in pre-tax accounts. They are often surprised at the chunk that gets taken out for taxes, even in retirement. Plus, having all of your retirement savings in the same kind of account can be limiting. And I'll talk more about that in just a few minutes as well. You do have another option, which is a Roth account. How many of you are familiar with that type of an account, a Roth account? And I'm sure you've heard of them. And they are even more commonly being offered within employer plans. The key points about a Roth account are these. You pay the taxes up front, so before you put the money in the account, but then the money grows tax-free in the account, and here's the good part. Assuming you follow the rules, your future eligible withdrawals are also tax-free. From our first example, which was you were earning $75,000 a year, you made a $5,000 a year contribution, but this time, instead of contributing it to a 401k or an IRA, you're going to contribute to a Roth. So your taxable income stays the same at $75,000. You can see that for a Roth account, you're not getting that pre-tax benefit. Definitely a little more painful to just hand over the $5,000. However, here's how it works when you take eligible withdrawals. It's the reverse of the IRA, your Roth account is seventy five. Your is seventy five thousand. You can withdraw five thousand dollars. Then your taxes are zero, so you actually receive the five thousand dollars. No income taxes are due. 
The flip side of the pain of making that $5,000 after-tax contribution is right here. You don't have to pay the taxes on the withdrawal. The benefits of Roth accounts are pretty clear. First, there's tax-free future income, so no worries about if your tax bracket or tax rate changes. Secondly, it allows you to take advantage of tax diversification. You probably know about tax diversification of an investment portfolio, but you might not know that there's also important to have a tax diversification, which we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, and I'll talk more about that in a few minutes. And third, Roths have no required minimum distributions. That's not such a big deal since you don't have to pay taxes on eligible withdrawals from a Roth either way but it definitely gives you a bit more flexibility. And finally, your money isn't locked up into a Roth in the same way that it is in a pre-tax account. You can take out your contributions at any point without taxes, which only makes sense since you've already paid taxes on it. To take out your earnings, you must have had the account for at least five years and be age 59 and a half. Of course, there are also some downsides to Roth accounts. The biggest one, in my opinion, is that you have to pay taxes up front. Without the tax break, it's much more challenging financially. The second potential drawback has to do with two rules regarding Roth withdrawals. You have to be age 59 and a half or older, and you must have had the account for at least five years. This is called the five-year rule. You can take out your contributions at any time with no taxes or penalties. However, you will likely have to pay taxes or penalties or both if you withdraw earnings before age 59 and a half or before you have met the five-year rule. And finally, there are income limits to opening a Roth. However, there's also a pretty easy way around those income limits by doing what's called a backdoor Roth. So I'll count that as a downside because it's a little more trouble but it's still doable. So now it's time for a quiz. Let's say you have two accounts, one traditional and one Roth. In the traditional account, you have $100,000. It grows at 5% annually for 30 years. In the Roth account, you have 75,000 instead of 100,000 because you paid 25% in tax income taxes before the money went in. So you have 75,000 growing at 5% annually for 30 years. In our scenario, nothing else changes. Your tax bracket stays the same and there are no new taxes. Which scenario gives you the better financial outcome? Now, this might be a trick question if you're picking up on that. In the traditional account, you end up with 432,000 you end up with $432,194. Once you pay taxes, you'll have $324,145. So in the Roth account, you won't have to pay taxes, but you started out with 25,000 less than the traditional account. So what you would end up with is the same $324,145. When you compare a traditional retirement account to a Roth account, you'll find that if everything stays the same and we compare apples to apples, you will end up with the same amount of money. The only difference is when you pay the taxes. So assuming that you will be earning less money in retirement, 
and will therefore be in a lower tax bracket. What would be the advantage to a Roth account? Well, there are some reasons to consider a Roth, and I can think of four. First reason is taxes. Even though it seems likely that you'll be in a lower tax bracket after you retire, how sure are you of that? Second reason is that a Roth has fewer requirements and gives you more flexibility than a traditional retirement account. And the third reason is the one I brought up earlier, tax diversification. And the fourth reason is the advantages for your beneficiaries. We briefly touched on this earlier. It seems like a no-brainer that you would be in a lower tax bracket after you retire, right? And maybe you will be. The thing is, there are only three ways taxes can go, up, down, or stay the same. How confident are you that you will be paying less in taxes? I would ask you this question. What day of the week do you spend the most money? Saturday, am I right? And when you retire, every day is Saturday. Not only that, aren't there things that you've been putting off today that you'd like to do in retirement? <clears throat> A bucket list of sorts? Wouldn't that lend itself to the argument that you may need more income in retirement? Now let's talk about the deficit. I'm sure we all know that the U.S. has been a deficit spending for many, many years and under both political parties, I might add. The especially high numbers of 2020 and 2021 were due to the pandemic, but it was happening long before that. Given that, do you think taxes will go up, go down, or stay the same? We do know that right now, the income tax cuts that were enacted in 2017 are scheduled to sunset in 2026. So again, ask yourself, do you think taxes will go up, go down, or stay the same? It seems like a bit less of a no-brainer when you think about the deficit, doesn't it? Second reason you might want to consider a Roth, there are fewer requirements and more flexibility. As I talked about earlier, your contributions to a Roth aren't locked up to the same extent that they would be in a pre-tax account. This does not make this does make sense considering that you've already paid income taxes, but it does not does still mean that you um, need to get this money out. You can. The only money subject to penalties or taxes is the growth in the account, and that is only if you withdraw it before age fifty nine and a half or before it's been in the account for five years. And third, there are no required minimum distributions. Again, not such a big advantage since you wouldn't have paid, you wouldn't have had to pay taxes on the distributions anyway, but it does give you an added layer of flexibility. Here's what I think is one of the most important reasons to consider a Roth. It's the tax diversification. If you recall from a previous episode, Tax diversification is, it gives you the flexibility and control to minimize your taxes. It gives you the ability to guard against future tax increases. And there's more certainty when planning retirement income. It's having money in different buckets that are treated differently from a tax perspective. 
Let me explain what I mean. I want to review an example. We're going to use Emma from our previous uh, episode. Emma has an income of $37,000 from Social Security and pension. Her income is low enough that she doesn't have to pay income taxes on her Social Security. But then she finds out she needs a new roof, and it's going to cost $15,000. Emma has only one other source of retirement, a traditional IRA. She needs the roof, so she withdraws $20,000 out of her traditional IRA. The extra $5,000 is because taxes will be withdrawn or withheld from her withdrawal. This year, when the IRS looks at Emma's income, they will see an additional $20,000, which pushes her into a different tax bracket. Now Emma needs to pay taxes on a portion of her Social Security. But let's look at what Emma could do using a tax diversification strategy. It's the same scenario, except instead of withdrawing money from her traditional IRA, Emma withdraws money from her Roth IRA. Here's the important part. This money isn't viewed as income by the IRS. Using the tax diversification, Emma is able to get her roof without paying more taxes on her Social Security benefit. Let's compare those two scenarios again, side by side. Scenario one, where Emma withdraws money from a traditional IRA, results in taxes on the withdrawal and new taxes on her Social Security benefit. In scenario two, Emma withdraws money from her Roth IRA, which doesn't impact her taxes at all. The point is that having tax diversification gives you the kind of flexibility and control that can help you minimize taxes and maximize the income in retirement. Finally, the fourth reason I think you might want to consider a Roth is because of your beneficiaries. The rules for leaving a Roth IRA to a spouse are fairly complex, so I'm just hitting the high points here. Your spouse can take withdrawals either in a lump sum or over time without taxes or penalties, assuming that the account is at least five years old. But the more interesting one is that spouse can essentially transfer ownership of the Roth IRA to their own name. And it's like it has always been their account. That means they do not have to take RMDs, so the account can continue to grow tax-free until their death. They can then leave it to their beneficiaries. So you can see how that could be a powerful way to accumulate wealth and leave a legacy. Now, eventually, this will likely be handed down to, to a child or children or another generation. Although there are some exceptions, in most cases, they will be required to withdraw all funds within 10 years. The beneficiaries can take a lump sum withdrawal, no taxes or penalties when it's a Roth, or they could transfer it to an inherited IRA account, which would allow them to withdraw those funds over a 10-year period of time. It's called the 10-year rule. Some of you may be thinking that all this sounds great. And maybe you wish you'd known about Roth IRAs 20 or 30 years ago, but you didn't. There's some good news. You can convert a traditional retirement account into a Roth. There's also some bad news. When you do that, you have to pay taxes on the amount you convert. That's why you might want to think about converting at a time when your income is a bit lower than usual or 
that your the tax rate is at the lowest that it could be. You do have some options. You can spread out the conversions over a number of years to make the taxes more manageable. You can pay the taxes out of the Roth itself, although if you do that, you will pay um, taxes on the whole withdrawal and penalties on the amount you don't convert. So we'd want to do some number crunching to see if it really makes sense for you. But we can help uh, review your current financial situation, assess your current retirement income strategy, or recreate or create a retirement income strategy if you don't have one. Determine if a Roth IRA is appropriate for your needs. Well, that's all I've got planned for you this week. Until next time, remember that navigating your abundant retirement starts today. I'd like to encourage you to continue our journey of enlightenment and education by subscribing to our podcast and downloading the show. And I'll see you next time. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes as a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of returns are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. Carol Dewey is an investment advisor representative of Perpetual Wealth Financial, a Florida-registered investment advisor firm.